We're on the road. Where transportation goes, community grows. Welcome to On the Road with the MTA. And welcome to another edition of On the Road with the MTA. I'm Jay Gibbons alongside with Stephanie Kay from the MTA. How is Stephanie doing today? Well, I'm doing very well. Love this wonderful weather. We were, uh, I think, 90 degrees last week. We were freezing cold this week, but looks like it's getting nice again. So I'm all good with that. I like the nice weather. Welcome to Michigan. (laughs) Absolutely. And I love to be out and about. And there's one event that I go to every year that I wanted to share with you. It's a wonderful event. It's from the National Giving Alliance. And I've met some wonderful women that are part of this. Bonnie Graff, you know, from the Graff dealership, car dealership. And Lynn Ransom, her husband was an ex, um, he used to be a, he's a former judge, he's wonderful, Bob Ransom. And Roseanne Hetty, and she and Steve do so much in the community. Sheila Zorn, we're all part of this group that meet once a year. And what they do is they find families and organizations in need and they give them brand new clothing and they help out. It's like the best kept secret in the area. And I'm so glad to say that we have Melinda um, Bronner on the phone with us right now. And Melinda is the one that does all the buying to buy these brand new clothes. And she is like amazing because she can buy things for pennies on the dollar. I call her like the, a female Santa Claus. She's magic. <laughs> Melinda, thank you so much for being with us today. Wow. Thank you. I'm glad to be here to share this with you about our organization. Yes. Now, you know, people may have never heard of it before. And I had just learned about it maybe, oh, five years ago. And there's such a history behind it. Can you tell us how this all even began and then bring us up to date? Certainly. The um, National Giving Alliance was a name that was changed in 2017. And we're a chapter in the national group. But it began in 1882. There was a mining disaster in England. And Lady Wolverton, at the time, gathered a group of women, and they made clothes, one to wash, one to wear, for the children whose parents had died in the mining disaster. She glimpsed the fact that old garments pauperize, but new garments equalize. So, in 1918, the wives of prominent Flint professionals and business leaders formed a local chapter which was originally called the Lady Wolverton chapter, later to become known as the Flint Junior Needlework Guild. So at one time we had two chapters. In 2017, the name was changed to National Giving Alliance at the national level, which kept our group known as NGA at the time so that we could, they could gain national attention, which often brought down things that we could get from them by just paying the shipping. So that's why we're called National Giving Alliance today, Flint Chapter. Currently, we have about 44 members that are in our group. And we um, we shop. Well, we have lunch six times a year together. We meet. Uh, one of those is our annual auction, which we had yesterday. And then we um, gather in home sometimes. And sometimes we're out at Old Newsboys, who stores our product for about five months out of the year as we're continually buying. Um, I have a partner in crime in the shopping and her name is Diane Heidenberger. And together we find the time to buy for the different programs that we buy for. A lot has changed in our buying since COVID. Um, You know, at that point, we no longer went out to the stores and bought. So we kind of changed to a shipping buying type thing because we didn't want to be exposed to COVID. 
So we do a lot of mm-hmm. online ordering, but we also support a lot of local businesses in the Flint area, and they have been great to us. Um, so that's how we work. Um, I the the programs that we donate to currently, um, one is Catholic Charities. In there, we do in the, in their foster care program, we provide a foster care bag for a child that is taken out of the home in the middle of the night. Oftentimes, they only have the clothing on their back, oh. and a foster care parent doesn't have the you know the time to go out and secure what they need for that child if they're getting them at one o'clock in the morning. So these bags are provided to those new children going into the system. And we give them a backpack, a blanket, an outfit, a pair of pajamas, two pair of socks, two pair of underwear, and age appropriate gets deodorant, toothbrush, and toothpaste. We do 112 bags in the spring, and we do 112 bags in the fall for the winter season. Now, the 112 is split between Ennis Center for Children um, in their Genesee County facility. And so 112 go to each organization yearly. Um, I can't tell you to hear, we also buy them, I guess I should say, pillows and sheets because there's a trickle down effect between people in our community. For instance, we not only give them the bags for spring, summer, fall, winter, we give them brand new pillows and and we do that at Ennis. We also give brand new pillows to Catholic Charities. But another piece of the program is when a child leaves foster care and is reunited with their family, there has to be a bed in the home. Well, that isn't always financially feasible for that family. And, and of course, their goal is to reunite them with their family. Sure. So DHS has a program, Tim at DHS, contracts with the prison system the prison system builds the beds. Kim then gets them from the prison system. He has money allocated from the state of Michigan to buy the mattresses. And then through crossover downtown outreach ministries, we provide the sets of sheets. So they have, and then crossover provides the blanket. So it's, it's how we kind of merge together with different things. But I know Sherry Houston, the development director down at Ennis has told me, Melinda, when we hand that child a pillow, you thought you gave them a $100 bill because they have oh. never, ever owned a pillow of their own. Isn't that and, sad? And so it's just, it is sad, but it's a reality. And it, it you know, it, it fits our goals of what we want to try to do for children in Genesee County to make it so that they can survive and to make it so they feel good about themselves. Sure. And that's how we come back to... Another program, Child Welfare Society, yesterday at the auction, we wrote a grant and we just received a $12,000 grant. And that goes to help us support a program at Crossover where we buy 150 girls and 150 boys, six pair of socks and six pair of underwear for back to school. We figure they need them five days a week and then the sixth one on Saturday so mom can get the laundry done. And you have to remember, not everybody has a washer and dryer in their home. That's right, why we want right. them to have six pairs so that Aww. mom can get the laundry caught up, whatever her needs are in the weekend. Um, then we also provide, we've, we've brought it down to 100 pairs of shoes right now. If we can get the 
the right price, which JCPenney's has been wonderful to work with us, corporate and locally, we will buy more shoes than 100 pair, but that's what the grant states. And also that money from child welfare helps us to buy the sheets and the pillows. Um, and I, well, I should say too, the Loeb Trust, which we get money from, helps to, to provide the bags for the foster care bags for children. Just to give you a little idea, and, and this is just an estimate, the, the foster care bags cost us around $38 a piece. If you multiply that out, that's about $8,512 a year. Is it always that price? No, because we can't project what we're going to be paying. We may get, say we need eight pair of pajamas for a certain size, and we can buy them at $4, but if we needed an extra two, we may be out paying $15 for them. Because if we have to go with inflation today, clothing is ridiculous in price. Yeah. Well, you know... I have, to, I have to put a plug in for JCPenney at Cortland Center. When I walk in there, it's like walking into family. And they'll go, Melinda, we're so happy you're here today. Did you oh. realize that the pink tags are 70% off today? <laughs> and I said, I really just came in here to pay for the sheets and the pillows I ordered on the phone and you guys have them pulled for me. And I went back this year. I got the cutest boots that were retail for $85. I got them for four dollars a pair. Oh my gosh! I'm talking about. I've been, I've been to, I've been to the annual meeting, and you showed us some of the outfits you purchased. There was one super cute, right. three piece little outfit for a little girl. It had a price tag of forty five dollars, and you said you paid two dollars and seventy five cents with your buying powers. You were like a female Santa. You're amazing, right? And that you know, and that happens, but it doesn't happen when you have to fulfill a certain number of things. Sure. Say, for example, sure. our sock and underwear program, um, I can give you off the top of my head. Okay, we usually might budget 75 cents to a dollar for a pair of girls' underwear. Well, sometimes we wind up getting it for 20 cents. But then if you run out at the end of the season, you might pay $1.50. It, it just sure. depends on where it goes. But socks, for example, um, especially when we get into bigger boys' socks that are into men's sizes, um, they can be a dollar to a dollar fifty a pair. You you just you never know from week to week. I have to tell you. And well, National has an our national organization has an agreement with Bamba, and Bamba always says buy a pair, give a pair is what they do, and then they give away that second pair. Somebody buys right. them retail, and they give them away. I sent a thousand pair of Bamba socks to old newsboys in the spring and they cost me 20 cents a pair because that's what I had to pay for shipping from national. So, you know, you never know where you're going to wind up when you write a grant or, you know, request funding. But I, you know, sometimes I really think there's somebody that intervenes and helps us out always and makes it happen for what we do. Um, you know, one other program, I think, because we talk about children all the time, and that's not all we deal with. But another exciting program that we do is our blessing bags for the homeless. And we do this through Catholic Charities. And I'm sure you've been down to the Center of Hope before where they serve lunch oh, yeah. seven days a week. Yep. And, yeah. and from December 1st to April 1st, the homeless come in and sleep at night. And, and the problem with that is so many of them are sleeping out on the street. And yeah. so we put together what we call a blessing bag. It's a backpack 
and we donate 240 of these a year. Um, in that backpack is a water-resistant blanket. It's like a stadium blanket that's got the water-resistant backing and then the fleece on the inside. They're costly. And then yeah. we put a pair of hat, uh, a hat, pair of gloves, e gloves, um, a scarf. We give them three pair of like merino wool socks so that they can have an opportunity to change them. And then there's 12 toiletry products in there, you know, like chapstick and hand lotion, lotion that will seal their skin, um, hand sanitizer. Um, we give them a bar of dial soap with a washcloth. So, you know, if they have an opportunity to go in a restroom somewhere, they at least can freshen up. I, I can't even name off the top of my head everything that's in that bag. And then we sure. provide eight healthy snacks so that the homeless, um, they have what they call the blessing of the warming center right at the beginning of December, and they pass them out. But Mary Stevenson that runs the Center of Hope down there, she saves some back as the homeless come in throughout the winter. So that, that's the program that we, we do for them. And we go down the day of the blessing of the warming center, and our members go down and serve lunch. On Christmas Day, and I don't know what churches people attend, but there's always a Christmas tree in the churches that will list children's names and say what they want for Christmas. And people go out and buy for that family. And so Mary told us, you know, a lot of that goes to the North End Soup Kitchen. Well, a lot of the people that live further south than Stewart Street don't have access to get up there in the winter months. So at the Center of Hope, they do a dinner on Christmas Day and they have gifts there. And they, um, people can come and they get wrapped gifts and then they can go home to their families and take them and do whatever. Well, Mary told us one year that uh, a story of a little girl that came in, she was probably about five years old. And she said, well, Miss Mary, what am I supposed to do? And she said, well, honey, you go over there and you pick up a gift off that table that's wrapped. So the little girl went over and picked up the book or picked up a gift, which happened to be a book. She didn't know because it was wrapped. But she came back to Mary and said, Miss Mary, what am I supposed to do with this? And she said, well, honey, you're supposed to open it. And she said, Miss Mary, I've never had a gift that was wrapped in my life. Oh, my gosh. Breaks your and heart, so, doesn't it? Well, it does. And so what we have done from our members, not from our funds, every year at our November meeting, we ask the ladies to bring one or two books, gift wrapped with a pretty bow, and just put age and whether it's boy or a girl. And last year, our members, and not everybody was at that meeting, we had over 200 books to donate to Catholic Church. Some of the ladies came in with 20 books wrapped. Some came in with five. All we ask is you do one or two. But it's been something that has been a lot to us, to be able to do that, to change a child's life that's never had a wrapped gift. You know, something that we all take for granted, that we've grown up. And, and to make a difference. So we feel good about that. People often wonder, well, what do you do at Hurley? Well, <clears throat> there's five places in Hurley that we deliver items to. One of them is the emergency room, and we take clothing and underwear and socks and blankets to them because you never know when it, well, we take coats and snowsuits as well for the winter months. But a child comes in, of course, they're nervous. They may need some new underwear. Um, they may have to cut their clothes off. And that blanket, they may have to have a painful procedure. And that blanket distracts them from that painful procedure. So we Aww. try to keep them full of those type of things. 
Then we do the NICU, um, which we never can usually find at bargain prices, but we like to have things up there for the preemie babies, for those less fortunate families that don't have something new to take that baby home. Or it could wind up being a foster care parent that picks up that baby and didn't get to one of the agents. So there's a new outfit and a blanket for them to take. We do lots of onesies, um, just things to have up in NICU for the less fortunate families. Then we do the the clinic at the farmer's market and we try to keep them stocked in socks and underwear, clothing, pajamas, and coats, hats, and gloves in the winter months. Because again, we have a lot of people that go through there that are less fortunate. We have provided different shampoos and things because lice can be an issue at times. And so we try to keep that stock for them as well. Then the one thing uh, is the Hurley Pediatric Oncology. And I don't know if you've ever had an opportunity to visit, to visit that unit. Hopefully none of us have to with one of our family members. But um, we try to find unique cats because those children have lost their hair. And we try to find something that's unique, something that might brighten their day. And that's one of the things that we shop for that can make a difference for them. Keeps their head warm, number one, but makes them feel, gee, I got a gift when I'm going through this. And then we send things to, to uh, Pete's as well. So that's kind of what we do in a nutshell. And I probably talked too long, but our <laughs> members gather at Old News Place in what we have, call it in gathering where we detag and mark um, the items and we've got to sort them by size. And then we keep long spreadsheets that lets us know what we've delivered to what agency so that we don't take them a thousand pair of size eight underwear. So we right. track what we do so that we are making sure we're hitting all the sizes that they would need. And um, I just can't say enough about our membership. Like Roseanne collecting all the personal needs and I know she put a thing out for underwear at crossover and all the wonderful people in the community that have come through um, for her. Um, it's just, it, everybody plays a ditch. We have quite a age variety in our group. We have some that we know when they're going to come to work with us, we're going to find a job at a table because they can't be up and down and lifting and doing other things, but they still come and we just find a table job like binding socks together, or underwear or whatever it may be so that we fit the needs and they're lovely. I mean, they, they donate out of their kindness of their heart. They just are so happy to be part of somebody that provides items for those less fortunate in our community. The work that you are doing is amazing. I mean, truly, I can't say enough about what you're doing for the entire community and everyone, how thoughtful to even have the prisoners helping build things, to include everybody. I know for a fact there's some listening right now that would like to help. Either donate with some cash towards the clothing for these children, or maybe they can volunteer to build those items themselves, or they... I know it's only new items. Maybe they have a store that's closing up and they'd like to give you their clothes. Maybe there's somebody who wants to buy them. Maybe somebody wants to volunteer. Is there a way they can get a hold of you? Is there some way that they can say, hey, I want to help out with this? I mean, they can contact me if you don't have any kind of a phone number. I know there's no website. They can contact me to help. But do you have another phone number you'd like to give for anybody else that might be listening that wants to help? You know, better than a phone number, um, I could give you my email address and then I can guide them depending on what they want to do. Perfect. The correct person. Okay. What is it? It's Bronner Melinda at hotmail.com. Well, go ahead and spell that for me, please, because people might not know how to spell Bronner. So spell that okay. out for us. It's B R A W N E R M E L 
I-N-D-A at hotmail.com. Perfect, Melinda. Thank you so much. They can contact me as well, but they can email you. And I just want to thank you for your time. I know how busy you are taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us. It's very, it's invaluable to people. So thank you so very much. Thank you for, you know, this opportunity to share our story. And I guess one other thing I'd like to add is last year we donated 22,061 items back into our community. Oh, my God. That is fantastic. Thank you so, so much. Wow. Well, I know I want to help. I go to that event every year. I can't wait to go again. So I want to thank you for listening. And please listen every week as we bring you wonderful things just like this, things that are free in the community, that are helpful. It's by listening to On the Road with the MTA, Jay and Stephanie Pay. Thanks for listening. And please stay safe and make a difference out in our community. You've been listening to On the Road with the MTA. For more information on our services and community outreach, visit us online anytime at www.mtaflint.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The MTA, your community, your connection, your way.